Tovar Brothers. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Benched. We are the Tovar Brothers. Friday, August 25th, 2023, episode number 18. And uh, I'm still on the ocean here off the coast of Miami. Angel back in L.A. at the studio. Uh, can't wait to get back there. Can't wait to start talking football. Because, Angel, we are 14 days away. Two weeks, my friend, before the Lions and Chiefs kick off. We're so close. Well, these injuries are going to test every bit of my patience. So many injuries happen right now. You just hate to see it. Like, please, please can we just get to week one? But, yeah, like like I said, there's promos for these NFL, anything like NFL teams that put out their promos for the season. It just gets you so pumped. I just can't wait for the season. It's, it's me awesome. Yeah, let's bubble wrap the stars and just get to week one. I don't need any more yep. injuries. I know more stars going down. I just yep. need to be here with my favorite players playing. Um, yes. Thank you so much for watching, uh, however you're watching, if it, whether it's on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to your podcast. I hope we're on that platform as well. We probably are since you're listening. And uh, thank you so much for listening on your support. Uh, please like, subscribe to the video, leave a review. That's huge. Turn on those notifications because um, we don't miss an episode. And we don't miss an episode. No. And I think we proved that this week. Yeah, we figured out this week, uh, even amongst hurricanes and uh, storms and boats and being to make, yeah. we don't miss shows because the NFL doesn't stop at this point. There's no stopping it, clearly. Crappy bohemian Wi-Fi, just every obstacle we can think of. Uh, we've made Shout it to the uh, good people of the uh, uh, Bahama Islands. Yeah. <laughs> hot, hot, hot. Uh, anyways, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Hey, follow the show between the show. On Instagram, um, X, and TikTok. Hey, TikTok's blowing up, man. Go check that out. It's uh, it's blowing up. Yeah, you can search at Benched Show to follow on any of those. It's a lot more quick reaction. Right. Yeah. Right. You're gonna get a lot of reaction. Yeah. Like today, a couple things happened, and Angels on the responding right away. So, uh, if you want to follow what's going on in the NFL around the league day by day, follow us on all those in all those um, social media platforms. And thank you for doing so. Like I did, like I said, football does start two weeks from today uh, with that Lions and Chiefs game on Thursday night. I cannot wait for that. It's going to be so much fun. And then that whole slew of games that weekend, um, it's two weeks away. Two weeks. That's nothing. I can oh do two weeks. God. I can do two weeks. Two weeks. Uh, follow the NFL season with us. We're going to be with you every single week, three times a week, no matter what. And so we can't wait to enjoy the season with all of you. Uh, and thank you so much for your support. Hey, on this day, um, four years ago, you know what happened? Just didn't know I don't. It kind of blew my mind because I, I was thinking about, okay, we're two weeks away. And then I saw this pop up this day, two uh, four years ago, Andrew Luck announced his retirement two weeks before the kickoff of the NFL season. And the you, Colts you know what? have been struggling ever since. You know what? It's feeling more common. Corey Davis just retired after two weeks before. Maybe guys just going with the training camps and they're just like, I just can't do it. But yeah, the Andrew Luck thing put them back so bad. Years and years. I mean, good for Andrew Luck for doing what he wants to do. Yeah. But bro, you have to do it two weeks before the season. We don't even have a bat. The back was it? Was that the Scott Scott Tolzien year? I think so. I think so. They just had to they had a pivot right there, and Scott Tolzien was there. Um, he did not. Uh, take advantage of the opportunity and become the Colts franchise quarterback. Uh, but good, good, uh, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Did you Shout see uh, this? Uh, you see what Fox Sports is doing? Just reassembling the the Patriots. Yeah, you know what? That's that's not a bad like. That's not a bad move. Hopefully, they're I good. No, I, I hope they're good. I kind of it's a kind of a bummer we get the weight on Brady. I wish he was starting this year. He of course starting next year. And, of course, if you don't know, we're referring to uh, the fact that Fox Sports just hired Julian Edelman to be part of their football coverage. Um, I li- I think Julian Edelman's interesting guy to listen to. I like the guy, so I'm pretty pumped yeah, about that. Yeah. And, of course, they already have Gronk. And uh, Brady is signed but decided because he's Tom Brady, hey, wait a year. Uh, I'll, I'll hit you in a year. Who's the next Patriot that they're going to add on? Like, is like Ty Law going to come on or one of the old school guys? Or I don't know. Brady said, if I'm going to assemble my team, I'm going to bring my boys on. Yeah. Edelman, come over here. Gronk, you're already – yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Fox is getting ready for the NFL season. And, listen, there's so much going on. We have so much to get into. Let's just j- jump into it. 
and start knocking out these headlines here because so much is going on. Um, the preseason is going, is going on tonight. The Eagles actually play here uh, in a couple hours. Can't wait to see that. Um, but a lot of these quarterback situations are beginning to get figured out. We'll talk about a big one that dropped yesterday. Um, but another one that is going to be happening is uh, with the Texans. D'Amico Ryans did announce that C.J. Stroud will start this third preseason game. You have to imagine that means he's going to be the week one starter, right? Yeah, there's no reason to put him out there if he's not going to. I think they've seen everything they need to see from Davis Mills. We've all seen it. Right. But I think I think this team's solid enough to have him go out there week, week one. They're, they just traded for offensive linemen. Their, their, their line has improved. Uh, the weapons are questionable, so you have to work on that. But the only way to get better at it is just to keep keep working at it and just get them reps. I, Stroud week one is going to be must-see must see TV. I, for Texans fans, it must be absolutely excited, like pumped like crazy because it's right. the future of your, of your franchise is right here week one. Like, let's do it. Right off the bat. Yeah, you know what? I've, I've, got, I've enjoyed talking about the Texans the last couple of weeks and what they're doing. It's it's I like what they're doing. I like how they're building from the line out. I like I like CJ Stroud. I think he was kind of the the in some way, you know, a top three pick, but yet a sleeper in the draft. No one really talked about him. It was a lot of Anthony Richardson. It was a lot of uh Will Levis, even. But CJ Stroud might be the best quarterback to come out of this class. Like that wouldn't surprise anyone. No, he was my favorite quarterback. I think Bryce, I thought Bryce Young was just too small. I still think he is too small. And Richardson, for as much as we might like his athletic profile and everything he does on, you know, on practice unproven guy even in college so we don't know if that will translate but yeah excited to see him but the most proven to me at least was stroud i love i love stroud i love his profile i love everything so look forward to this texans team yeah yeah looking forward to them they they made a couple of offensive line moves that we'll cover um here in a little bit but first let's go to head over to um san francisco they have a quarterback situation that is playing out now and it feels like they wasted our time because what they announced, we were talking about about a month ago. We, we, everyone knew this was going. Trey Lance isn't your starter. Trey Lance isn't your future. Now it turns out Trey Lance isn't even their backup. Um, so it was announced yesterday that Trey Lance has had a good camp and preseason showing growth in his game. But Brock Purdy and Sam Darnold are atop the depth chart of the 49ers team. And uh, basically, they told Trey Lance, you're not the second string. It's going to be Sam Darnold. And they uh, he must have taken it bad because Shanahan said, just by the way he responded to that, he said, take the day off, uh, get your head right, and we'll we'll figure this thing out in the morning. Just an ugly situation. I'm starting to feel bad for Trey Lance. Just like, if I'm trying to, like, just let me go then. Stop keeping me here. No one knows if I can play or not. Just, just trade me. I feel bad for him because he hasn't – he, okay, he's gotten what five or seven, five to six starts, whatever. That's not enough. He hasn't had the opportunity. Uh, he has all the talent in the world, but we just don't know because we haven't seen him for a whole. Se- that's for whatever reason. Just feel bad for him. I, I want him to get out of there. I want. I, I want to see him start a whole season. See what he, if he's actually good or not. So let's let's kind of recap the situation. The Niners traded three first round picks and a third round pick to get Trey Lance. He started for them four times. He had four career starts. Uh, they apparently were very close to trading him the, earlier this offseason, and things just fell apart. Now it looks like it's time to trade him. If they don't trade him now, you're just just let the kid go. Like go let him get a chance somewhere else. You obviously yeah. don't want him. You're picking Sam Darnold over him. Um, Sam Darnold, who's been in like three or four teams in his career already. Um, I, I hope they let him go. I was looking into his contract to see what a trade would look like. So he's owed a fully guaranteed five point three million next year. So. That might be a little harder for a team to take on, but you know we'll have to see if a team is willing to take on this project and pay for it a little bit with that guaranteed five mil. Yeah, it's uh, it's a tough one. I mean, you trade them, but you're not going to get equal value back. You're gonna, you're you're taking a loss, but it's just yeah. time. Just it's time. It's time. It wasn't. It didn't work out. Some things just don't work out in the first spot. We've seen that a lot now with quarterbacks. This didn't work out. Let him go. Stop holding him ransom. Stop saying these. And then today they come out. We want. We 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 actually want him on our team. Just leave him alone, dude. Like stop trying to. I don't know what's happening there. Let him go. I feel bad for him. Just the worst negotiating front office maybe out there. I just. Yeah. No one believes that you want him. No one believes that he's, you know, this super talented quarterback that you believed he was. Everyone knows you missed. Just move on. 
you've already cost yourself a lot of you know a lot in draft capital draft capital capital um just by the whole league calling your bluff now he's not he's worth maybe a, a fifth maybe a fifth that you're gonna get for him maybe um yeah just move on let him go let him get a chance uh you're gonna lose out big you're losing out even more every time you know for as long as you keep him and um I kind of feel bad for the guy we know this about him we know he's physically gifted like incredibly yeah. we know he's a really hard worker we know that he seems to be a pretty cool locker room guy with everything he's gone through so i mean i i, I think a team will be willing to give him a chance especially with you know the pedigree he had i saw a um a i forgot who it was someone was talking about how every team now will go back to their draft notes on him since he was drafted so recently and yeah. evaluate whether or not they want to bring him in I mean, is any is there is there a preferred landing spot that you you could think of off the top of your head? Uh, yeah, there's spots. I I don't want him to start right away, but I think at this point he has to. He has to show he's something. Yeah, um, I would love him in uh in uh, Atlanta. That's 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 a run heavy team. Make him do play action. Make him do with the running backs you have and the and the tight end and the you have Drake London and Kyle Pitts. Obviously, that's probably my number one spot because there's no pressure. I mean. You said beat out a bunch, uh, Desmond Desmond Ritter. Like that's I don't, if you can't do that, then you shouldn't be in the league. But still, I think going there that, that'd be my favorite. Um, if I'm an optimist, I'd say the Broncos. Like if Russell can't work out, if Carolina can, Carolina's you know. Yeah. Um, I thought forward, the Bucks. But. I think the Bucks might be a good spot here. Um, just see, um, just throw him out there. He has a decent yeah, decent line, good weapons. Let's see if he's anything. You know, just give him time. I think he just needs time. He just needs time on the field. He needs to play. Yeah. All out. Yeah. He just needs some experience that he has not gotten in the last couple of years. And even, even practice reps. Like you think about it, he hasn't been a second string most of his career. So he's not even getting those second string reps. So yeah. the guy needs some run. I hope it goes to the, the right organization that's going to really take on him as a project and give him that run and kind of, you know, give him a chance. Cause, cause he came out of the draft with everyone thinking Patrick Mahomes 2.0. If you remember, that That's was all the, we heard. Yeah, we all we heard was that. Yeah. Um, moving on here, the Jets wide receiver Corey Davis is retiring uh, per himself. He posted himself originally drafted fifth overall in 2017. Now, I forgot. Yeah. Drafted fifth overall. Uh, he finished his career with 273 career catches, uh, just under 4,000 yards and 17 touchdowns. Safe to call him a bust. I mean, he was okay. He was okay. I mean, five overall is tough to live up to that but pretty good career i'd say he'd be satisfied with it not happy so satisfied like i played in, in in the nfl he was in a few playoff games if i'm right with the titans he was in a few playoff games and still part of a pretty good some some pretty good team so i mean like we said with uh angel luck maybe his body just couldn't take it anymore he just didn't want to you know it's some it's him because he retired on a team that's supposed to be really good this year yeah so he just didn't want to play this year yeah, this was kind of weird. Uh, whoa, hold on. Got some breaking news here. Um, we got a trade. Got a trade for a quarterback. The Browns are sending quarterback Josh Dobbs and a seventh-round pick to the Cardinals for a first-round pick. So Josh Dobbs now in Arizona. Maybe their starter? Wait, wait, wait. wait. What's It's a first-round pick for Josh Dobbs? Oh, no. Fifth, fifth. Oh, God. My heart stopped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're getting um, and a seventh for a fifth round pick. Yeah, I think that this is this probably speaks more to the Kyler Murray situation. Like, oh, Murray. Uh, okay, I'm just gonna throw this theory. Is there a chance where he just doesn't play this year? Absolutely, because they're tanking. They're not gonna say it, and maybe no one wants to say it. They're tanking today. They traded two of their starters. They're just they're gonna tank. Like, so I absolutely think there's a chance that Kyler Murray is hurt all year and then traded next year. Because they want Caleb um, Williams or Drake May yeah. for their targeting. So, yes. Yeah. So, this might just be a really bad team this year. But they're getting value. They, um, I mean, the fifth-round pick for, for the Browns right now with the team that already is paying so much. You need these draft picks. You need to start hitting on these mid-round draft picks. Right. So, it works for both for like both sides. I like it. And um, also, shout-out to UCLA quarterback DTR. For proving I, he's the backup. Yeah. They sent the guy out like, no, we have a backup. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. Uh, good for that guy, man. And a very cheap contract. Um, was he even drafted, DTR? No, he was drafted. He just It's just a cheap, a cheap backup contract, which is what you need for teams like this who are stacked. You need to start hitting in these draft picks, and they're trying he's, to do that. He's someone who looks like if they need him, he could go and get a start for them right now. Yeah, if, if say you know Watson were to yeah miss a game or something, you very you, you feel very confident. Oh, okay, he could at least lead us to where he won't lose a game for us. Because you know he's not Watson, but he's a very good young quarterback. Yeah, um, yeah. So Arizona is going to be a. I mean, excuse me, it's, it's going to be a shit show. It's going to be awful. Yeah, it's just it's bad. Uh, Buda Baker, get the hell out of there, dude. Ask for a trade right now. Yeah, I was thinking like, who are some guys they might. I think Ertz is for sure gone at some point. Um, yeah, exactly. Sure. Baker, um, maybe Beecham. I was thinking, maybe their longtime tackle um, Beecham. Um, I don't yeah. know, it, but it's gonna. They're obviously tanking. They're not gonna say it, but you know, yeah, Marquis, this is, it's, <laughs> it's gonna be. Marquis I think it's gonna be ugly. More, catching a lot. Marquis, maybe maybe Marcus Brown gets 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 dealt to gets Ooh. dealt too. He. This is his uh, this is his final year of uh, his contract. Maybe he gets dealt at the deadline. How about a uh, playoff team? That'd be so, yeah. A playoff team would love to get them a Marquise Brown on their team for sure. For sure. Uh, let's move uh, on yeah. here. The Colts. Now this is a whole situation. The Jonathan Taylor situation. I'm talking about. Let's uh, let's let's lay out what happened the last couple of days. The Colts have given Taylor until Tuesday, I believe the 29th, this upcoming Tuesday, uh, to find a suitable trade after authorizing the star running back to find a trade partner. That's per um, Holder Steven. Now, I did see that this deadline is merely just them saying, here's deadline. It's not real. Like a trade could definitely yeah. happen after the deadline. Um, but yeah. they're trying to put a little bit of momentum or even um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Urgency uh, to this whole situation just being cleared up. Um, and teams are coming out. There's teams making calls about Jonathan Taylor. Some interesting teams. Let me know. Let me Let me tell you what we know so far. We know that the Philadelphia Eagles have made a call. We know Sheesh. that the L.A. Rams have made a call. We know that the Miami Dolphins have made a call, and the Chicago Bears have also made a call. Um, and that's just four of the teams. It's it's said that up to six of them have called. Two have made real offers. I think he's going to move. Yeah, it's the Rams one is interesting because you'd think they'd be scared of another Todd Gurley situation. Um, because they signed him long term, and his career obviously didn't end up the way it was. But him on the Eagles would be insane. I don't think there's a more talented team if they go to the Eagles. Like, yeah, they have the line, they have the running backs, they have the wideouts. If Taylor goes there, that's a phenomenal setup. Miami, obviously, another fun one, another another fantastic setup for him. So I, I want to trade now. Like, this is getting so dramatic and so like. Headlining, like just make something happen, right? Season in two weeks. We need, we need this to progress. Yeah. Now, a couple of inter interesting things about this deal is that number one, whoever he's traded to, they're going to need to have already negotiated an extension. Like they're going to there's yeah. going to be a contract in place. This is a trade and sign, if you will. Um, he apparently this is yeah. reporting by uh, who's this? I think it's a, like a local reporter. Um, it, he he's been told that Jonathan Taylor is actually hell bent on getting himself to Miami and actually willing to take less money to do so. He has reportedly told the Chicago Bears, "Don't trade for me. I'm not signing with you long term. No interest in going to Chicago." So Taylor here, according to the reports, and a lot, and a lot of these reports are going to be fugues because there's some major, yeah. there's some major. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of um there's a lot at stake here for both the Colts organization and Jonathan Taylor about how this deal goes down and you know what the Colts are left to to you know to use um uh, the Taylor's gone. So we'll see what happens here. I think him and the Dolphins is a home run in every single way you could think about. It, it would be a game changer for them. One of the probably most exciting offenses to watch if they were to get Jonathan Taylor. Uh electric wideouts. Superstar running back and the uh, a, a quarterback and a head coach slash slash play caller who are on the same page. That offense would be absolutely phenomenal. They would break. I think the chances of the of my bull prediction being the four thousand 
between the two, then I'd be back down because they would definitely start running the ball more. Yeah. Because when it gets cold, when you when we start playing in Buffalo and New England and New York in you know December, you want to run the ball with Jonathan Taylor. You want to just so yeah. This this helps them the most out of all the teams. Eagles don't really need it because they can't do a a committee anyway. Dolphins, this would be phenomenal. I know they have veterans there, but this would be phenomenal for them. Yeah, I don't see this happening with the Bears because although they have the cap space to go and sign him, um, he he doesn't want to go there. And I don't think they're going to make that happen. Um, I don't think it happens with the Rams because I I don't know how you get the owner to sign another check like that for a running back. I just don't think. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um, yeah. Like you said, yeah. Uh, I don't think it's the Eagles either. That just would go against everything that Howie Rosen has done in the last couple of years when it comes to running backs. We have a room right now that we're paying yeah. $7 million for. Um, so I don't think that goes either. I think the Dolphins, who, by the way, also reportedly made calls about Josh Jacobs and were told he's not for sale. The Dolphins, they missed out on Dalvin Cook. Jacobs, they can't prime out of out of uh, Las Vegas. I think they're going to make this happen. I think they're just going they're just going to go for it. Um, if any team's going to do it, I think they're going to do it. Um, yeah, that, that has to be the favorite right now. Is Jonathan Taylor heading over to South Beach and joining uh, Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, and two and those boys? So you've said in the past that it's the Jets and then the Dolphins as far as ranking. So it's like the Bills at the top. Would this flip that in any way? How, what did this do to the AFC East for you if they get Jonathan if Taylor? If the Dolphins landed Jonathan Taylor, you'd have to you'd have to put them over the Bills over the Jets. I think that he's wow. that I think he's that he he's that big of a of a difference maker. Cause he's I mean, think about <laughs> think about you can't you can't bring anyone in the box because you have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. So you have to play it's not even that you can't bring people in the box. It's even worse because they're so elite on the outside. You have to put even more people in the back end. Like everyone needs safety help. And so that box is going to be wide open, not only for Jonathan Taylor to run, but also in the passing game. It's just going to yeah. be, it's going to be a nightmare for all those teams trying to guard him. It's going to make Tua's life so much easier. Um, yeah. A lot, you know, and, and we've seen, much lesser running backs, with all due respect, thrive in this Mike McDaniel's offense. Think about what Jonathan Taylor can do. Yeah, yeah, he's fun. Yeah, and I'll, I'm curious to see what the number would be like per year. Yeah, if they do get a deal done, what the what the length of that is. But they don't even need to bring him on fast. They, they have veteran backs there. But hey, yeah. we'll bring you on slow. Learn the playbook. You'll be a, a goal on guy for us until we get yeah. you you up to date. Then they could display they, – then they could really save Jonathan Taylor for the rest for the end of the year and just rotate a three-back system yep. with Jeff Wilson and uh, Raheem Mostert. And, yeah, it's this is a win-win. Yeah, give Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, like, five carries a game and keep Jonathan Taylor somewhere in between 10 and 14 carries. That would yeah. you know, a couple catches in there. And, uh, man, and the Colts are, completely, Colts are completely screwed. This just sucks for them. Like – a rookie yeah. quarterback, you want to have a good running game for him. Um, and him gone, it's too much. It's a lot more pressure now in Anthony Richardson. Yeah, they really need to play hardball here and really try to pry out at least two, um, maybe even three day uh, one and two picks. Yeah. Like you need some major draft capital here because that's the only way you win is that you have this young quarterback, he hits. Now you go into next year's draft and you have all this draft capital to build around him now with Michael Pittman yeah. leaving, you know, the, you need, you need offensive weapons if, if they don't resign him. Um, yeah. Yeah. The Colts are in a rough spot. They're going to, they're most likely, you know, most likely going to lose their guy. I think I even saw a tweet that, that um, kind of dove into the situation there between Ursay and the Colts and Taylor calling it. It's almost not even no chance of being reconciled. These guys are just so far yeah. apart. And uh, yeah, they're going to lose them, I think, most likely. And that sucks because yeah. if you're a Colts fan, you're probably in love with Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. He's the best thing that's happened to you since Andrew Luck. Yeah. So, yeah, it's 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 tough, but this is football. And, and at the end of the day, it's a business. And this is, how he's, this is how business is done with running backs now. It's tough. Yeah. All that being said, I have no sympathy – because I want to see him on the Dolphins and just 
that would be chaotic in the AFC. The most fun playoff you've probably ever seen in your life. If all these guys, yeah, make it's gonna, it's gonna be amazing. I, it's gonna, I just can't. I, I want this deal to get done so I can start evaluating the whole thing and just let, let's get it done, all right? Over in Las Vegas, let's check in on this Josh Jacobs situation. Uh, speaking of crap, speaking of dumpsters fires, speaking of organizations being run into the ground, um, Josh Jacobs reportedly, no one's heard from him. He hasn't signed the franchise tag. There's no indication that he'll be there week one. And and it came out that teams that are calling about Josh Jacobs are being told, sorry, he's not available. So this is just I, okay. Look, Josh McDaniels has some fault. No, no, no sorry. Um, uh, Josh Jacobs has some fault for sure. He's maybe he could handle this more, you know, a different way. This is just freaking Josh McDaniels, dude. He just he, he everywhere he goes, he just does this stuff to these players, these star players. To piss them off, make them not want to play for him, or he'll, he'll just trade them. And in this, and and, and in this case, I'm not going to pay you, and we're not going to trade you. And if you don't sign, then you're going to you're going to set up the whole year. That's what he's telling him. And yeah. Jacobs is like, I'm not going to give this guy the benefit of like, like I'm like, I, I feel bad for Jacobs. Maybe he, maybe they offered him a deal in the past. He should have taken it. That we had some, you know. But now it's just ugly, and it's getting uglier, and the season's coming faster. And he's he's he hasn't even practiced with a team yet. Right. Like he, he's no training camp for right. a guy who's beyond last, last year played hurt, and the years prior that he was always hurt. So this is tough, and I just can't tell you enough how much I hate Joshua Daniels. This is how much <laughs> I hate him. This, this is how much I hate him. I'm a Bronco fan, and I'm cheering for the Raider player. Like yeah. this is like it's, it's this is just because like I feel bad for Raider fans and Raiders. Like you guys deserve better. And he had this freaking moron over here trying to be the smartest guy in the room, alienating one of your best players. It's yeah, I mean, last year's, last year's leading rusher, I believe, in the NFL. Yeah. And uh, I think he got some insane amount of over 300 carries last year. Yeah, he a did, lot of touches. Took a lot of carries, took a lot of punishment, hoping that hoping to prove himself as a back that this team could trust. And um, they are not willing to pay him what he thinks he's worth. And so, or at least a long-term deal. And they offer him the franchise, yeah. but um, I don't see this working out. I think, I think there's a chance that last year's leading rusher is not in the NFL this year, and that sucks. Everyone loses for that. Yeah, yeah. No it's, he was fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, from that contract situation over to another one that we didn't know was happening: the Vikings and tight end TJ Hawk, uh, TJ Hawkinson. They might be in a little bit of a holdout situation here that we didn't know about. Kind of a kind of a hold in because he's yeah. he, he's there, not practicing, but he's there. So it was first it was an ear infection, right? Ear infection. And now yeah. it's a back issue. Yeah. Yep. Both things do not. Uh, uh, it's tough. It's tough because you just don't know what's happening. Yeah. Here's the tweet. Uh, Diana Rossini, I believe, tweeted this. The Vikings and tight end TJ Hawkinson have been working on an extension, but both sides are far apart per league sources. Hawkinson wants to reset the market with a historic contract extension for tight ends. Now, I believe Kelsey, Andrews, maybe even Waller um, are could, could demand more money than him. I think yeah. if they really wanted to. And so I don't know if he's the guy to reset the market. I don't know if he's – look, so career-wise, let's go. He's been in the league since 2019. He hasn't been over 1,000 yards. He hasn't eclipsed six touchdowns. He's uh, been – he's played a full season once. And I, I just don't – he's just – and you do the eye test, you're like, you're good. You're not Kelsey. You're not Waller. Yeah. Like, you're good. No, no question. You're good. But resetting the market. I mean, who are the other tight ends who would? And maybe it's because the tight end market is so down right now. Yeah. Who else is? They just signed Joku. I don't know what Andrew's getting paid. Maybe yeah. this is just because it's coming up here at some point. Yeah, um, maybe he's trying to beat out. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. Now the tight end situation is not going to be like the running back situation. They might they'll have more leverage because they're closer to being wide receivers nowadays, especially someone like yeah. Hawkinson. 
And those guys are worth money. You see receivers getting paid, you know, a lot. Passing game weapons are worth much more now than running back or running game weapons. And I think a TJ Hawkinson does have a little leverage in, in saying, listen, there's a lot of teams, maybe 31 other teams who would want a TJ Hawkinson on their team. And so he might have a little leverage record setting contract. I'm not sure he has that much leverage. Yeah, it's, it's tough, but you see the talent Hawkinson, you know, obviously not Kelsey, but no one's Kelsey. Good, very good tight end. If he, if they can get him signed and paired with obviously, um, I'm like on the guy's name, Justin Jefferson. I'm sorry. Uh, a young, a young Jordan Addison, and get you know, get this kind of this young core set. That's a that's a, a good spot for him. But yeah, I'll be on the side of the player here. Hopefully, he can get a deal done. So we don't talk about this anymore. Yeah, uh, let's move on here. The uh, some bad news today. Broncos receiver, sorry, Ainge. I wish I had some sad music to play. Broncos receiver Jerry yeah, Judy was helped off the field after suffering an injury. He was actually carted off the field, um, with a hamstring injury. Now, we got some good news just right before we went on the show that Jerry Judy is expected to miss several weeks with a hamstring injury, but it's not a season-ending injury, which is, thank God. I want to see Jerry Judy yeah. here. I want to see him in his offense. I want to see him become that true alpha dog number one. But he's going to miss some time with his hamstring injury, and they already lost Tim Patrick. I think KJ Hamler's gone, if I'm correct. He's gone. He's uh, gone yeah. So it's Cortland Sutton now and Marvin Mims. And a bunch of guys that no one knows. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh resident Bronco it's bleak. Fan. Break it down. It's bleak. It's it, it sucks because so he was in the same draft as CD Lamb, and we picked him over CD Lamb. Right. So that's just tough to, to see there, and we just never seen a full season as him as the number one wideout. Right. See, so and but you see it in glimpses. Last year you saw like oh he, if he can pull, you see these glimpses of like. His separation rate is is I think top five in like the NFL. Right. He, yeah. He's a good route runner, athlete, entering his prime, you would think, but he just can't stay healthy. Um, but like you said though, I think he'll still get a deal because he's a wideout and he's talented. Um, this is his second to last year of his rookie deal. They picked up the they, we we picked up the fifth year option. So if he can get back this year, I want him to be on the pup list right away. Hamstring injuries. You have to baby the hell out of them because if you yeah. don't, you end up with in and out, in and out, not good, not you don't want that. So, and then the Broncos schedule is pretty tough. You play the Chiefs first time, uh, two times in the first eight weeks, so you need it for those games. But to compete for a wild card or for the division, even you need to be better at the back end of the of the uh, NFL schedule. So hopefully, he comes back week six or seven. That be that's my that's what I would want. Yeah, I'd want that too. I think he's already been listed as questionable for week one. That shouldn't even be in the stratosphere for the Broncos. Yeah, not even. Don't even think about Rest it. Them, you're not. Most likely, you're not competing for a Super Bowl this year. This is a culture year. This is a rebuilding year. You want Jerry Jew as a part of that, and you want no. With the luck you've had at receivers, there's no reason to push this guy. Just take your no. time, let him heal, and he'll come back and he'll be fine. He's young. He's obviously takes really good care of his body, and he's gonna be fine unless you screw it up. Um, yeah, big chance here for us to see Marvin Mims. Yeah, um, the first pick of uh Sean Payton ever as the Broncos head coach, Marvin Mims, speedster. Um, if he can get get some uh chemistry with uh, Russell Wilson or just get on the good side of uh Sean Payton, yeah. he'll he'll see there's opportunity here. There's like all the chances in the world, there's just Courtland Sutton above him who's been hurt, you know, himself. So Mims could very well be a sneaky, sneaky, you know, rookie wild that no one's talking about right now, but we'll see. He is a rookie, so you know, yeah. there, there's still a lot of question marks there. But, yeah, all, all the opportunity in the world. We have a couple of things more to cover here. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to get back here, finish up this news, and wrap up the show. We are back. We are back, and uh, there's news out of Kansas City about one of their star defenders, and it's not looking good. Andy Reid recently in an interview said this, there's been no communication, speaking of defensive tackle Chris Jones, so I don't know what's going to happen there. Whatever happens, happens, and if he's not here, the game goes on, right? That's how it works. There's just been no communication. 
You don't really hear Andy Reid say a lot of these things. I don't think Chris Jones is going to play for the Chiefs this year. It's that's bad. That's a bad quote. So close to Week One that they have not. They're not even talking. They're not. There's no communication. Uh, I know there was like a tweet that was that went out that he might that he's willing to sit out for a long time. As a Chiefs fan, this is awful because he's been part of your dynasty that you have here. Yeah. And Andy Reid being so honest about it. I don't think I've ever seen Andy Reid say that that's that kind of stuff before. That's what gets me is that Andy Reid and what he said. He said, yeah, the game goes on. If he's not here, you know, that the game will go on. And someone will take a spot and, you know, basically just we're going to move on without him, you know, if he's not going to move on with us. So huh. I, I think Chris Jones is most likely gone here. There's probably already trade negotiations going on. This is one of those things where he's going to be traded one day and everyone's going to be like, whoa, whoa, what happened? He's. It's been probably in the works now um, for a bit. Cleveland? Could be Cleveland. Uh, I can they see just that. moved a ton of cap space? Would want a Chris Jones. Uh, the Bears would love him. Real quick. Okay. So, Corey Davis, like, like retires, saves him $10 million. They now have $19 million in cap space. Ooh. <laughs> oh, my God. Him Chris and Jones. Tim Williams? Look, look, look. If you're going to go all in, you got to go all in. Yeah, that would be an incredible. That would be by far the best defensive line. That's including the Niners, including the Eagles. If you have Quentin Williams, Chris Jones, Quentin Jefferson, and all those defensive ends, that's just a nightmare. Yeah, there's he can fit in most teams. Obviously, Chris Jones is a phenomenal player. Uh, this sucks for Chris Jones, Yeah, for Chiefs fans. Randy Reed, like you just know that he's a big part of their defense and their team. Yeah. And like it in a business point, it makes sense for Chris Jones to play hardball because D, D tackles are out there getting paid. And we know that it would he would be on the market for about 45 seconds before someone made him the highest paid defensive tackle in the game. Like that's real. And so if they're if yeah, I wonder paid, what it makes sense to hold out. Yeah, I wonder what the number is that he's trying to. I know the highest pay right now is Aaron Donald. We're trying to beat that, and if because of his age or something, this is tough. I mean, every NFL team would want Chris Jones, right? Like every NFL team. Yeah, I'm love, now I'm kind of debating Buffalo. Buffalo, I'm about to say Buffalo would be nice for him too, yeah. or if they want to him to a to a NFC team. A lot of NFC teams out there looking to beef up their, you know, I yeah, just a few to, like. I don't even know. Every team would be into I'm not even sure off the, off the top of my head, but every team would be into him. Yeah, it would be more of a cap situation because, like you said, every team would want to. It's just who can afford him because he, he wants to – this is probably his last big contract. And so yeah. he gets every dime he can get, and rightfully so. He's been one of the best in the game, and he's led that defense to two Super Bowls as much as Patrick Mahomes has led that offense. He's been yeah, that for sure. defense. Um, a couple of trades here, both in, 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 involving – uh, the Cardinals, they trade Isaiah Simmons, the former first-round linebacker, to the New York football Giants with uh, Wink Martindale, their defensive coordinator, for a seventh-round pick. This guy was a first-round pick. To trade him for a seventh-round pick is such a slap in the ass on the way out the door. Like, we don't want you. <laughs> it's uh, it's just that's so disrespectful and yet so indicative to, listen, we don't want you, bud. And it you just don't anything to us. That means they were about to cut him, right? And they're like, "Can we get anything back for for Isaiah Simmons?" Yeah. Um, and pretty nice landing spot for Isaiah Simmons. That's a versatile that he's a versatile player. He's really found a spot. That right. defense that we Martin runs is all about those kind of players. Players who don't really have a spot, put in the right scheme. Obviously, he's from the Belichick line, so defense is ever changing, ever flowing. Simmons is a phenomenal athlete, right? Football player. That's still left. We don't know if he's a good football player. We know he's a phenomenal athlete. Right. Gotta, hopefully, Wink can put him in the right direction here. He's not old, so he very, very well can get his career back back back, back on track in, in New York, earn himself a nice deal this year or next year. And, you know. and Wink Martindale's defense, especially at the linebacker level, is 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 positionless, really in nature. It's yeah. a it's a scheme built on deception you never really know where it's coming from but it's always coming and you can you can 
you can put uh, Isaiah Simmons really all over all over that um all over that field and he can he can blitz from really any position. You think of safety, you think of a linebacker, you think of a stand up D end, he can come from anywhere. Yeah, he's a good off ball linebacker. That, that that's where he really thrives. Um, pass rusher, he's okay. He's not fantastic, but he's an athlete. So I think you could tr- you could you could shape him in a couple of years if you give him some time to have a few moves. But off ball linebacker, he reminds you a lot of Anthony Barr, a big a big tall athlete who can cover and and can play a little bit of, of that edge. Um, yeah, I this is a good deal for the for the Giants seventh round pick for a first round talent. Yeah. Why not? Also, further further proof that the Cardinals are tanking. They send out this starting linebacker, freak athlete. Um, but even uh, maybe a bigger point here, and something that I didn't, I hadn't really been paying attention to, but I saw someone tweet about it today. Um, if you remember during the the COVID years, how hard it was for these teams to to get pro days in. Pro days were canceled. Seeing players in person, a lot of that just wasn't happening. And so we heard a lot about well, these teams, it's going to be hard to get a good grip on these guys because we not all the resources that they've had in past as far as scouting are at their disposal this year. And let me read to you some stats about that draft, that COVID draft where they weren't allowed to see these players in person a lot of times. Uh, three of the top nine picks have already been traded. This is 2020, so just three yeah. years ago. Three of those top ten picks have been traded. That is uh, Jeff Okuda. Isaiah Simmons today and CJ Henderson, uh, six of the top 21 have either been cut or traded. That is wild. Six of the top 21 cut or traded. And um, there's, and then a couple of them have had a couple of the character risks have gone South, you know, not being able to meet with these guys, just kind of hoping that they have character risks, maybe hoping they're a good guy talking to maybe someone on the phone, a coach, whatever, and kind of going with that as opposed to meeting with the kid and speaking to him face to face. Um, we're thinking about Arnett, I'd be the cornerback, uh, Wilson and Gladney, the other cornerback. And yeah, the draft has just proven to be a tough one, uh, for teams that they're still paying for. Yeah. That, that year was weird for every, in every sense, COVID obviously, but that draft, even that, that the year, the year after that was even weird. I remember that was the year that Jabbar Chase didn't, didn't, didn't play. Yeah. That's when no one knew what. Yeah, no one knew what Jawar Chase was because you didn't see him on the field for a year. So this is right. It's already hard to draft as a GM in general. Tough. One of the toughest things to do in the NFL is draft very well. It's very hard. But the draft with less film, with less in-person interviews where you can sit down. It, 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 it you know, there are ways to win it. Obviously, this draft is stacked. So this is the Burrow to uh, Justin Herbert draft. So stacked. But also, you know, COVID might have caused some of these players to be over, overvalued because they look good on tape, but whatever. I mean, I'm sure Isaiah Simmons on tape is like, who the hell is this kid? Like, right. you got to get him on our team. But sadly enough, didn't work out. Um, so, yeah, they sent Isaiah Simmons out of town. He's part of that um, failed draft class in many aspects. But also, like you mentioned, some guys did pop. The obvious guy's popped. Everyone knew Burrow was going to be good. Everyone knew Herbert. Everyone knew he was going to be good since high school. And Tua every, did everything on a national stage. Um, the Cardinals actually made another trade today, their third trade of the day, in fact. I, I just realized that. They made three trades today. Um, they sent Josh Jones, a tackle who started 11 games from last year, they sent him to Houston, I believe, for – I don't have the pick, but it must not have been much. And that's really not the – number one, or number one, another further proof that the Cardinals are taking, if you didn't believe him before. You know, they drafted Paris Johnson. Paris Johnson's gonna gonna play. They don't need Josh Jones. They sent him to Houston. A, and it's a shrewd, opportunistic, smart move by Houston to get this guy because he had a nearly 80 PFF ranking. This is not a slouch. This is a decent starting tackle that they're basically getting, getting gifted here right before the season. And let me read to you what they've done to that offensive line that you referenced earlier in the show. They have course Houston, right? Sorry, I'm in Houston. Yeah, sorry. Houston's yeah, offensive yeah. line, the work they've done this offseason. Jeremy uh, Laramie Tunzel gets three years, 75 million. Titus Howard, three year, 56 million. They signed guard Shaq Mason, three year, 36 million. So, through a lot of money there. They now bring in Josh Jones. They brought in another tackle in George Fant, maybe some, some, uh, some depth there. And this rookie center, let me tell you, Juice Shrugs, 
He looks like Marcus Pouncey. He, have you seen him play? You're a big fan of this kid. You always you've been talking about about since the, since the NFL draft him and Tipman, the uh, yeah. the uh, rookie center from from the New York Jets. You've been in love with both these guys. Uh, please tell me why. I I don't know please, anything about. Go him, watch. Go so do yourself a favor. And if you love O line play, and I get it, it's not for everyone. But this kid is out yeah. there. He has an attitude. He's out there mauling people. He's athletic. He Drew Shrug's gonna be a starter for Houston for a long time. Seems like a great fit with the, what Tamiko Ryan's probably wants to do. And now yeah, you have, that, yeah, you have Sorry, you have Tunzel at one tackle, Titus Howard at the other tackle, and then now Shaq Mason, Drew Shrugs, and go find a guard. I think they have a guard. I forgot who the, uh, they they drafted one, did they? Last they year they drafted one last year. Yeah, I'm blanking out uh, on his name. Me too, but they, he's good. I forgot his freaking name. He he was a first round guard too, right? And so now yeah, you have so. a, a very. I, I was going to say this earlier when you were talking about their line, but I want to say it for now. Right off the bat, the Texans are going to be able to run the ball with the in the top half of the NFL. They're yeah. going to be a top fifteen at least rushing team right off the bat. Damian Pierce is a stud stallion that no one's talking about, and everyone thinks he's going to lose his carries to Devin Singletary for some reason. But Devin Singletary is a good backup as well. So you have these two horses behind that offensive line. They're going to be able to run the ball right away, and it's going to take so much pressure off Stroud, and it's going to be a great way for him to start his career, a great way for uh, D'Amico Ryan's to implement that culture, that just tough culture that he wants to. Yeah, and Stroud's no non-athlete. He, yeah. I think in the college playoff, he ran more than he did, proving that he could run. His thing was he he would stick in the pocket and would like to know, but – this team has a lot of potential, a lot of upside. I, if you're a Texans fan, you're finally getting past the Deshaun Watson phase of your era. Yeah. You're like, finally, like, we have a new era, a new head coach. You see the direction. You see the offensive line improving, which was your ultimate. Like, for three years, it was the worst part of your team was your offensive line. You had Tunzel, and then that was it. You had a bunch right. of crap players. No offense to those players, but crap players. Um, yeah, Texans team, like, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm pumped to see them. You know, this as a guy who – has Dan Pearson's fantasy league. I'm very excited about that. But still, very, very fun. And just to add a little cherry on top to this AFC, another team on the rise. You love to see AFC teams trying to live up to the other uh, AFC team as far as talent. Oh, they're going to be good. We're right. going to be good. Like you, you, you have to do that now. So hopefully they're stepping the right, in the right direction for them. Kenyon Green is the guard. That's his name. Yeah, that's his name. Kenyon Green. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Yeah, they're going to be so much fun to watch. I'm so rooting for the Texans. I love D'Amico Ryans. He's obviously an Eagle for a long time. A, he's a Texan, but he was an Eagle for a while. Yeah. He's having him. And uh, <clears throat> not a lot of people not a lot of people dislike the guy. He's a very likable guy. Um, yeah, yeah. CJ Stroud. I saw him. I was watching preseason football. He said coaches now are just yoked. Him, Robert Sala. Like, some coaches yeah. like, would you coach? You just work out at the at the team at the team facility. Like that's... And then you have Mike McDaniel. You have Mike McDaniel, who's just a nerd. I mean, but shout out to nerds out there. Look, you could be Robert Sala and look like that and be a head coach, or you could look like Mike Mike McDaniel and still be a, a, a head coach. Or look at Andy Reid. Like, there's so many different flavors. And before we head out here, um, I have been unable to keep up with. Uh, I almost called it knocked up. It's not called knocked up. Hard knocks. Um, knocked up. Great movie. I'm here on the boat. And uh, so, get, I mean, how's it been? How's it been going? Is, has it, is it pretty much still the Aaron Rodgers show, or what are they doing? It's a lot of Aaron Rodgers, which is what you want to see. But then I think there's – I mean, there, there, you can't get enough Aaron Rodgers, obviously, but I think there might be a fatigue if they keep on doing a bunch of episodes of just Aaron Rodgers. Right. Um, a lot of Robert Robert Sala, which is nice because you don't ever hear him talk. He's a – you can tell why people follow him. He's a silent leader. Like, he's just right. a silent – he's a silent, strong leader. Um, they, this, it was a good episode. Um, it's, it's not my favorite of the past couple of years of hard knocks because nothing's ha they're not doing no name guys. They're doing right. just the big headliner guys. So, but if you're a Jets fan, this is heaven to you because the Jets have had a quarterback like this since freaking Joe Namath. So you're just happy that you're on TV at some point, but what it's okay. It's not my the, favorite. Uh, what did they do with the Dalvin cook thing showing up? Oh yeah, he was there. They did a little bit, little bit on um, both running backs on Dalvin Cook, and then also on um, Brees Hall. Brees Hall looks phenomenal. He wasn't wearing a brace during practice. He was just running around with no brace. That's pretty phenomenal. 
and uh, Dalvin Cook. They, they even said it on. They even said it on the uh, on the show. It's not like he's some washed running back. He's no. still a good running back. Yeah. So that that duo is phenomenal. Looking forward to this team, and honestly, uh, Hard Knocks is okay. It's not great this year, but it's nice to see these stars get a little limelight. But we like to see a little bit more. You know, no names get you know get get some limelight. Yeah, I can't wait to get back. I'm gonna I'm gonna be catching up on Hard Knocks. I'm gonna be catching up on Winning Time, the season two on H on HBO. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're doing a rewatch of Game of Thrones, I believe. Yeah, I. Regardless of how you feel about the ending, the first three four seasons are just phenomenal television. You 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 just forget. You get lost. You're like wow, I forgot why this took over the world. Why people had watch parties every Sunday. It's Game of Thrones is phenomenal i last season we'll see how i feel about it when it gets to that point but um now right now i'm in season two and it's just it's just awesome that's one of the great shows of all time there are two series that i've been avoiding and i'll tell you why it's it's uh it's peaky blinders and game of thrones and the only reason i'm avoiding them is because i get so into it i get literally depressed when the sit when it's over and i'm not in this world anymore like it's literally yeah depressing. Uh, so yeah, Peaky Blinders, yeah, Peaky Blinders is, is is the same thing. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. What you got uh, going on this weekend besides picking me and my family up from the airport Saturday? Um, yeah, I have that going on. Um, what do I have going going on this weekend? I'm going to a uh to a country bar that me and my buddy found uh in in the heart of LA. We've been looking for a country bar in LA. It's very hard to find one here, but we found one on TikTok. So we're gonna we're gonna go check it out. Because that's how you find stuff now. Just Google TikTok, just country bars, LA. And so we're doing that, but pretty casual. I'm, I'm looking forward to these last bit of preseason games because a lot of these stars are going to play. And then Saturday is Caleb Williams, uh, week one. So going to watch that for sure. And then overall, I want to see – I've never seen him play a game before, so I want to see him play. Yeah. Well, before we wrap up, if you're in the LA area and you're looking for somewhere to watch a game, to have a bite to eat, to grab a beer, go check out 818 Brewing over in Canoga Park. You see the sign over there over Angel's shoulder. They have an amazing tasting room. They have amazing service. It's an awesome atmosphere. Live music many of the time, so check in on their website. Go check out 818 Brewing. And uh, that's the show today. Happy Friday. Go have a great weekend. Happy Friday, TGIF. Yeah, TGIF. And uh, we'll see you Monday, less than two weeks now from NFL football. Cannot wait. See you Monday. See ya.